lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that's a picture that I'm holding of someone who is cool. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Larry, I think every podcast should start off with an odds reference. Yeah, you, you, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I I picked the odds because it was uh Juno weekend. So, Juno Canadian Musical Awards um figured I'd find a good old Canadian band uh Vancouver, right? They're not a Toronto band, right? The odds. I believe I believe you're right. I think yeah, they are from yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. So, uh, I I I do I do I found that song very you know, it's super popular. It, it's super catchy. And then I went down the odds, uh, deep dive into, into the hole that is with the Junos. And the odds got nominated, uh, like I'd like to say, six, five or six times for a Juno, never one. Hmm. And the one I want to highlight here, Curtis, is in 1994, they were nominated for Best New Group. Here's the other people that were nominated. Junkhouse. Okay. Sloan. Wow. The Tea Party. Mm-hmm. And the Waltons. Oh, the Waltons. Okay. Yeah. Bumper bumper crop. That's a tough, that's a tough field. That, that's, a, that's a pretty good class to, yeah. to, to belong in, right? The Waltons yeah. one. I was actually quite surprised. Like looking at this <laughs> list. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean you would. Yes, but but then it kind of reminds me of when the very first Grammy for Best Heavy Metal Performance went to Jethro Tull for their yep for their album Farm on a Freeway, beating out Metallica and I think Motley Crue and like you know other other bands that you would associate more with the genre. I just think that sometimes like I don't know the Waltons were they were they criti- they might have been critical darlings. I mean. You know, I think they're CBC darlings. Yeah, CBC darlings. I think now, obviously, if you went back, you'd have to give it to Sloan. Oh, you know, longevity you and yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, so that was the best new group. I let me let me let's let's stay at the 1994 for a second. This was group of the year. So here are the nominee pools again. Pretty strong, right? Blue Rodeo, the Jeff Healy band, Rush. And I can't believe I'm saying this band name on our podcast because they're quite toxic, I guess. Now, at least one of the band members, Moxie Fruvis. Oh, yeah. The Rankin family. Let me guess the Rankin family. The Rankin family. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the same algorithm, man. It's the, it's the same Walton's Jethro Tull algorithm. <laughs> you remember that one time in the, in the Grammys when Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas won every single Grammy for Smooth? <laughs> Like it's just they just there's that one year that Steely Dan won a bunch and I would be like that's okay if it was for dirty work but it was something they did in like 2015. So why? No, no, totally. Good, good call on the Steely Dan uh, call out. I've been did I tell you this over the last little bit? I've been doing deep dives into Steely Dan. I don't oh, yeah. know why. Just uh, okay. Let's but let's get back to the Juno. So it was Juno's weekend this weekend. It was the first live one in about three years with an audience. They were at Budweiser stage, so they weren't in an, um, um, I guess, enclosed theater as they usually would be, right? Uh, so Budweiser stage out in uh, Ontario Place, right? And it's partially, it's basically w- w- wide open. Uh, Simu Liu, Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jung Kim hosted. He did a good job. I I, th- I thought he did a bang up job. You know, I, I love I love the 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 hometown boys that that like to represent, do something big, and represent. And you know, he's funny, and he I think he did a, a song number as well. Like yeah, yeah. So I'm bringing out a guitar there, but yeah, he, he does he does uh, he does he does uh, keep it real. Like uh, I remember, um, you know, I think just before these playoffs. Uh, NBA playoffs. He he tweeted several times about the Raptors to the point where, like, you know, some people in Raptors Nation were saying, "How come he's not the global ambassador? Why is it Drake? He's he's got way more to say about the Raptors than Drake." 
I have a memory, and I, I think I'm right. Didn't the NBA get him to do the like celebrity intro when the Raptors got Scotty Barnes? Like, then the first, like, I think wasn't it the first five teams? They all got someone famous that was tied to the team to kind of introduce the the pick the next oh, at, pick. at the draft yeah, at the draft draft did they i didn't know that. i, I wow. think i think i think they did i remember him it, it wasn't like he was on stage it was just like this recorded message saying hey go raps go you know congratulating that class of draft and then go raps go and then the raptors they announced the raptors pick for scotty at that point oh. um hometown guy he he did a great job his little opener was pretty good Right, he did a little spoof on the. Was his name Joe Canadian? Was that the kind of the 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 uh, the, the old yeah, the, Molson Canadian commercial rant? The, the I am yeah, Canadian was, rant. I think it was Joe Canadian. Yeah, so he did something very similar, a modern day one. Maybe yeah. Part is where where he gets really angry uh, about Americans calling bubble tea boba. Yeah, he's like, it's called bubble tea. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that one. Oh yeah, me too. And I'm not even a big uh, I'm 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 not a big consumer of bubble tea. But boba? I don't I, Americans love doing that, right? If they don't invent it, we're t- still going to take some ownership by making up some crappy name that no one else in the world calls it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they love doing stuff like that. Especially for a country that went to war and revolution over tea. You'd think they'd appreciate calling it tea or maybe that it just haunts them. I remember going to an IHOP. I think it was in it was in Florida. It was it was in um, it was when we were on our way to uh, Port Canaveral uh, before we went on our nerd cruise, and I went to the IHOP. And I at the time I was kind of um, using tea as my cream delivery service and not coffee, so <laughs> i I ordered a uh, I ordered a tea. Yeah. And I got sweet tea, or as we like to call it, iced tea, with my pancakes and sausages. I'm like, what is this? I asked for a tea. And they're like, oh, y'all mean hot tea? I thought y'all meant just regular tea. And it's like, this is not regular tea. This is brisk. This is (laughs) brisk iced tea. What's wrong with you people? Yes, exactly. You need to war over this stuff. You think you know how to make a good cup of it. (laughs) <laughs> you're right because if yeah, I, I totally because it's been a while since I've, I've traveled to the states and, and we have a little travel story uh up on the show later on you have to remember that when you're in the states and you want tea you have to order hot tea you have to actually say hot tea because mm-hmm. that's what they call tea yeah that's what they call tea. and I was I was I was aghast I still drank it I don't want I don't want you to to think that I wasted it. Like I still drank it, but it just seemed inappropriate to drink it with like pancakes, pan and, you know, and like, cream. Yeah, and cream. Like and and you know <laughs> and like my yeah, it was like, you know, I got like the second sort of most modest plate of pancakes and it was still like six or something like that. And then like you know, you know they you know how like they don't really you know they don't do small portions ever at those places. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. And then I had to wash it down with freaking Lipton brisk with cream in it. <laughs> cream, cream. Well, yes. yes. So in Simu's opener, he also talked, he, he took a few more shots at Americans, right? So there was the shot about, is anyone going to come up and be viral? And, and, and no one took up his offer and slapping him. A la Will yeah, Smith. They, 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 they panned to uh, Sean Mendez in the crowd who looked positively <laughs> frightened. Like, <laughs> like he was going to have to go up and do it if they kept showing him or something. I know. It's it, it, no sense of humor, right? No chill. Is that what the kids say? Boys got no I, chill. I think so. And, and of course, with the latest thing going on with the Supreme Court leak in the States, uh, he ends off saying, you know, this is the country where women always have the right to choose, uh, which then reminded me of Roundhouse Kickman, which I think we need to send our Suicide Squad Roundhouse Kickman down to the States 
So, Curtis, if you remember Roundhouse Kick guy, Roundhouse kicked a pro-life, pro-lifer who was filming him while they were debating. I do. I do remember that. So that this guy was a hairdresser, actually lost his uh, job for kicking the anti-abortion pro-lifer. I think he was aiming for the phone, but he had charged up it. Like he had done his Super Saiyan kick so hard. Like I think he ended up like hitting her like really hard. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I just remember uh, being surprised that the roundhouse house kick came out of that person. <laughs> Well, what's funny is when you watch the video and if I was filming it, like it was totally telegraphed, right? Like he he was just like I was saying, he was like super sane. He was charging it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like he just he just kind of did. He had multiple years of martial arts training and, you know, the kick just came out of nowhere. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, Simu's uh, opener was really good. Um, he, I think he carried the show. I, I, I think the guy's. The guy's the guy's pretty multi talented. He was what he did a he did a song and dance number, I think with uh, I think an indigenous no it was like an uh, indigenous or is it an Indian Indian um, kind of hip hop artist? Um, I, I don't know because I'm too old for <laughs> to know these, especially Canadian uh, CBC darlings uh, artists. Oh, yeah. Right, I have no idea. I have no idea of any music that's come out in the last. Now, now you you years. did did you watch the Junos at all? I've only I've only seen the the sort of uh, I am Canadian clip and a couple oh, of things. Okay. So I don't. I have no idea who who was the big winner. Uh, I I I don't. I guess it was the Arkells. The Arkells won the the big band of the year, I guess, award. And I guess another winner that came out of it was uh, Avril, like Avril Lavigne, coming out of uh, retirement, sort of soft retirement, if you will. So she was like the Steely Dan of. This year's Junos. <laughs> I don't know if she won an award, but she she came up and performed. Oh my god! Like not one song, not the latest song, but this is the part I, I hate about these musical shows when they perform the medley of their hits. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. So she performed the medley of her big hits, right? You know, got to do complicated. It's like, it just reminds me of like the Weird Al Yankovic like polka stuff, right? Where he'd. He'd take all the he'd take all the songs that he didn't have time to mock, and then oh put yeah, them into a polka medley. Totally. Hey, oh, uh, as a Weird Al side note, do you know that they're making a biopic? No. Daniel Radcliffe is playing <laughs> Weird Al. Oh, no way. Yes. I'm so into that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Uh, I think there's some early photos of it. So here's the full cast: Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna, mm. uh, Rain Wilson, Office Fame, as Doctor Demento. So for yeah. those, like you have to have Doctor. If you're doing a Weird Al biopic, you have to have Doctor Demento in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rain Wilson's in it. Uh, James Preston Rogers as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the the Hulk Hogan tie in with Weird Al. Do you? No. <laughs> Now I'm now I'm very curious. But uh, if you look at the trailer for the movie, like Daniel Radcliffe looks great. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. At first you kind of think really, and then and then you see the photo and you're like, oh yeah, that that's uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be awesome. He's got that classic blue shirt from yep. his. Uh, so Curtis, three D days. Yep. Let's uh, let's tap into your Weird Al knowledge. There has only been, I believe, one artist that has ever said no to Weird Al. Because Weird Al, apparently the way he does his parodies, he technically doesn't need to ask for permission, but he does anyways. Mm -hmm. Can you name the one artist, and this would have been, yeah, you know, during the meteoric rise of Weird Al, like 80s, 90s, that actually said no to him? I believe it was Prince. Oh, yes. Ah, Curtis, never disappoint. Yes, it was Prince. Hey, talk about a guy with no sense of humor. He doesn't have time for that. He doesn't have time for that. <laughs> what, would, what would have been, what would have been uh, the Weird Al, what would have been uh, the Weird Al parody of a Prince song? 
I would have guessed um, Raspberry Beret because it's there's that food tie-in. Yeah, be like Raspberry Meringue or something. Raspberry Meringue. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there was also another time an artist said no, but it was only to the song, and it was I believe it was Michael Jackson. That was for Black and White. He he said that song should not be mocked or or those are obviously with the 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 message in the song he didn't want that one to be and he was like totally cool and backed up from it right i think is that the time when he pivoted to uh um nirvana was that around the same time um or was that a bit that was probably a bit before yeah i think i uh, no actually no i think you're no i think you're probably pretty close i think Mm. it would have been 1991 ish right yeah so that so that that would that would make sense that would make sense so it would have done smells like uh smells like nirvana yeah which was uh which was really good i mean like he's 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 done such a good job um you know sort of uh staying current i i think i think the uh ride and dirty parody uh white and nerdy it's my all-time favorite and, you know, you may have thought at that time, if you didn't know any better, that Weird Al was past his prime and then bang, hits you with, <laughs> hits you with uh, white and dirty. Yeah. Gets Key and Peele to guess, get, gets Key and Peele and Donnie Osmond to guest star in the, uh, in the video. <laughs> and he does Damn. an awesome dance. Yeah. Yeah, he does do an awesome dance. Yeah, probably the best thing Chameleon Air has ever said yes to, I guess. I don't think he's around anymore, as far as I know. No, I don't think. Yeah. So uh, just to close out the Junos, because neither of us watched it, but I just found it that neither of us would have. You know, it's it's the big music awards. But I think it's unless you were, I, I guess, yeah, unless you seriously listen to CBC all the time. So, yeah, group of the year went to the Arkells. You'll love this. This this is a sign of the times, Curtis. The TikTok Juno Fan Choice Award was uh, for Mendez. Yep. The Canadian Music Hall of Fame Award went to Deborah Cox. Chris Bosch came up to induct her in. Really? CB4? He, yeah. And he got a huge pop. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. He, got, he actually got a, a, a Go Raptors Go chant going, or at least the crowd did. And then he was, you know. Just taking it in, yeah. yeah. I guess I guess he's like really good, close personal friends with her. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. You're right. That's like, well, that's an odd pick for to come up to do the Junos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, his 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 Heat are in the thick of the uh, NBA playoffs, and he found time to come and uh, and and induct uh, Deborah Cox into the uh, Juno Hall of Fame. So so let's 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 talk about that very briefly. Who do you got, Curtis? Boston, right? I I, I think think Boston. Oh, in just in that series, or or to win the whole thing? Oh, that, no, just that series, just the East for now. We'll nah, I, I still like Miami. You still like Miami? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you know what though? I thought I thought that Boston was going to lose against Milwaukee, and they and they didn't. So. <laughs> They're they're good. They're they're definitely good. They've got some injury. They're banged up a little bit. Although yeah. so is Miami. No Kyle Lowry, you know. Yeah, but you never want to go all the way to Game Seven in any of these series. Just like uh, the Leafs did. Oh, the poor Leafs. You know what? It's what? funny. There's a parallel between the Leafs and the odds because I went to see the odds um, at Barrymore's. So this would have been like maybe my last year of. Carlton, so 94, 95. Yeah. And when the odds were on stage, they were asking how a couple of teams did in the playoffs. They're like, how did, I don't know, Calgary do? And everybody cheered. And they went, what about the Leafs? And the Leafs had just lost in the first round of the Chicago Blackhawks. And everybody was like, nah, I didn't make it. And they're like, ah, too bad. Fast forward to, you know, present day. (laughs) Leafs once again. Not making it past the first round. For me, it's the annual Canadian earthquake that's felt across uh, the continent when every single Leafs fan throws their jersey on the ground at the same time and causes a seismic activity. That's right. That's right. 
And then so, it's you know what, and it's good for like the fans of some of the other teams. Um, you know, like this year, Calgary and Edmonton, they've got something to play for. But a lot of times, Can- the Canadian teams don't have anything to play for. So this is like their Stanley Cup is the Leafs like not making it past the first round. So, you know, uh, if you're yeah. if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan and you, you came last in the league, like this is you know, this is this is this is a bit of your this is a bit of your championship right here. So yeah, yeah. you know. It's good. And, and talk about f- more and more bad luck. Did you hear that uh, someone tried to steal Mitch Marner's car? Or no, they stole Mitch Marner's car. Yeah, he got carjacked. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's a bit, uh, I mean, I don't think it had... Yeah, yeah, I don't, don't think it had anything to do with it. People even knew who he was. <laughs> you know, it was sort of like a crime of opportunity or whatever. But like, yeah, yeah that, that that's, you know, just like... It kind of puts things into perspective. Like, you know everybody's like oh they lost they lost and then this and then 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 this guy's like the victim of a, like a pretty frightening crime yeah because it was at gunpoint right mm, yeah or or there was a apparently there was, there was like a gun in play. Yeah. yeah yeah you know if that happens it's just like just take my car like mm-hmm. just put away the gun you there's no need because i'm not armed like it's this is canada it's not like we're gonna start like get into a gunfight just yeah there's no, there's no stand your ground guns oh, and yeah Grand laws. So with the Junos kind of opening up to huge capacity crowd, and and it was huge, huge crowd there. Uh, people are also doing a lot more traveling these days. Uh, I, I'm starting to plan a trip uh, now. I have heard of some issues at uh, Pearson, and from what I understand, it's uh, it's it has to do with customs. I think. I think they they don't either have enough people working customs, and I think because they have to ask more and more questions. I think there was a, it's a lot of things that's creating this perfect storm. So, um, for those that are about to travel, uh, give yourself some time. But uh, Curtis, you know, I you are going away soon. Yep, and uh, yeah, I have heard that about Pearson, and I'm not looking forward to it. Um, but yes, uh, Heather and I are going to Switzerland. We leave on uh, Saturday. Oh. Um, Heather's sister uh, uh, and her family live there just outside Zurich. Um, they used to live in Thailand. We went to visit them in Thailand and it was great. And uh, you, got, you got to love having relatives that do that. They're the, they're the jet setters <laughs> that move from continent to continent. And it's like, wherever you're going, can we just come and stay with you? Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> because let, let, let me be quite frank. We would not be going to Switzerland if that wasn't the case. You That's know? what I'm saying. It's too expensive. Too expensive. So, 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 have you have you ever been? Is this the first time you've ever been? It'll be the first time I've been. I'm not sure about Heather, but like I've been okay. to other parts of Central Europe. Like I've been to uh, Germany and I've been to Czech Republic and you know I've been to uh, Netherlands, but I've never been to Switzerland. So. Uh, Germany, German and French are the predominant languages there? Or? Yeah, and uh, quite a bit of Italian in, I guess, the south of the country. Mm. Yeah. And apparently, if I, if, if, if I remember from, from like Vive la Francais 7 or whatever that I took in high school, uh, Romanian is also an official language. There's four official languages in Switzerland. You know what? Uh that that you're right. I I, I remember that now because uh, the, the, there's a there's a professional wrestler named Cesaro who no longer is working for Vince, and he's known as the Swiss Superman, and he speaks like four languages no problem. I, I'm sure if you if you were born there, you're probably forced to learn all four, or just by nature of being around there, you're probably learning all four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cesaro, he's he was good, man. He doesn't work there anymore, eh? Yeah, it, they they just they never. I think they just didn't renew his contract. I guess they didn't give him enough of a push. He's he was he was. Uh, if I remember correctly, he was a pretty good, like he was good worker. He, he was a good work. Yeah, he had a good work rate, and he was charismatic enough. Like he was he he was no like he was he was no Chris Jericho or The Rock or anything. But like you know, he was charismatic enough. Oh yeah, yeah. He huge video game fan. Huge oh, video yeah. game fan. Yeah. Apparently, he's like a, 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 a maybe maybe not pro level, but um, huge Clash of Clans player. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so 
I don't really know too much about Switzerland other than the stereotype. So what's what's to see? What do you guys have planned? What? Uh... Well, you know, obviously, like, uh, you know, there's, um, as far as geography, like there's lots of, you know, you're in the Alps and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it looks like every I was I, I looked up where we're going to be staying because I thought, like, is this going to be like the Mississauga of Zurich? And 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 I think maybe it is, but like it still looks awesome. It's still right on the water, and there's all this like every place just looks just looks beautiful, right? Like all the towns and stuff. And we're um, when it's not in Mississauga. <laughs> I mean, this is, I, I'd want to say that Mississauga lacks lacks beauty completely. You know, like Square One is a fine mall, but. Uh, um, yeah, we're going on a uh, on a trip with the family, the whole family. We're going to go to a place called uh, um, Murin or, or Murin. I don't know how you would say it in uh, in the local tongue. There's an umlaut involved over the U, so I'm not sure how that translates. But uh, um, you may, if you're a James Bond fan, you would know it as the site of the Piz Gloria, which of course was. Uh, Ernst Stavro Blofeld's uh, base of operations in the James Bond film On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the first one and only one starring George Lazenby as James Bond. Now, the question is, Curtis, are, are you going to uh, wax your head and, and kind of do some cosplay as the villain? Yeah, I'm going to bring a white cat and like a <laughs> like a gray jumpsuit and yeah. Telly Zavallis played that character, right? In that film, in that film, yeah. Okay. A, a couple of actors have played that character, um, but Telly Zavallis and and I, I thought did a great job. It's it's a I we watched it because because of go, because we knew we were going on this trip. We watched it recently, and it's an interesting film because it's kind of person like it gets by the end like fairly personal for James Bond. It kind of. I feel like a lot of the Daniel Craig run mm. gets its spine from that particular James Bond movie. Oh right, right. He, yeah, because he he's actually human. <laughs> he's not yeah. this. He's not this infallible, <laughs> you know, superhero like thing that uh, Roger Moore and uh, Sean yeah, Connery play. play yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like the Roger the Roger Moore ones are really cheesy and goofy and fun in their own way. Sean Connery, obviously the the sort of like originator, but he's more of the super spy sort of thing. Yeah, he's got more, you know, a bit more of a of a human side in this in this one. Oh. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, it was it was tough for uh, Lazenby, who wasn't a, a a trained actor, and is taking over a pretty iconic role from from Sean Connery. And I don't know if the whole experience went too well for him, but it's a good, I think it's one of the better, better films in the, in the okay. series. Well, that'd be, that'd, that'd be good. So you, you can go around taking photos from parts of the movie, maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of good, there's a, there's a, there's a bobsled chase at the end. If I could sort of replicate that somehow, hmm. you know, that'd be <laughs> awesome. but better, better, better wear a, a really strong helmet, dude. Uh, the food. Have you done any research about the food? Like, what's the food like in Switzerland? Um, I haven't done any. Um, I guess there's chocolate, um, <laughs> and beer, and beer. Yeah, there will be beer for sure. Um, yeah, I I don't really know. I don't know. It's, oh, there's fondue, of course. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll we'll have fondue somewhere in our travels. Um, yeah, cheese, not, right? Right, right. They're they're big purveyor of cheese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, huh? like I imagine, like you know, the hopefully the the French influence. Uh, you got the French and Italian influences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then maybe I, mixed with some German, so you might there might be some sort of like sausage type thing going on. I don't know. I I think coffee is also very big there, right? Though I don't think they're huge on putting cream or using coffee as a cream delivery system uh, over there you might you might get some really bad looks if you start Uh, asking for cream i'm hoping i'm hoping to get some followers (laughs) like i'm hoping to bring 
to bring the the gospel of the yeah like i'll i'll bring cuz it cuz it'll keep i can bring like some heavy cream i'll put it in checked luggage and i'll bring oh, it okay, over that, yep it'll keep and then i'll say like try it try it with this they're like this uh, this is a whipping cream and i'll be like no trust me and they'll you know and then i doubt any of them will like it and they'll probably think what a stupid american but uh <laughs> you know i'll try <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you can just tell them it's called boba. Yeah, I will. And so they so you go to the states. That, that, ask for boba. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'll, I'll I'll try to make them think too that I'm an American. So if it goes wrong, they'll just blame Americans. Yeah, and and definitely check it. Uh, I I don't know if you follow them on Instagram, but the uh, TSA has one of the most hilarious Instagrams um, on the platform. Because uh, whoever run works it has a great sense of humor, and mm-hmm. this person, I, I I think they were saying you should check it, but you should co- talk to your airline. I guess they were allowed to carry in their carry on backpack. They had a possum that was freshly taxidermied, stuffed, preserved, okay. if you will. Yeah, and it's but it's like sticking out. It looks like a really bad stuffy sticking out of the person's backpack. But then you re- and then the the camera f- goes in, and it, you realize, oh my god, it's it's a possum. <laughs> they're 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 not a pretty creature, Curtis. That's that's quite odd. Yeah, yeah. So you might want to <laughs> check that. Wow. Yeah. No. I I think I think you're gonna basically free up the space on the camera because I think you're gonna be taking picturesque vista after vista <laughs> well i'm looking I'm, I'm looking forward to reporting back because i'm looking forward to sort of you know getting to know the uh the culture a little bit like i you know you it kind of you don't hear about it's not a country you hear about a ton you know yeah. like um they kind of keep to their own affairs i guess probably and it's and it is like so influenced by its neighbors like culturally and stuff but i'm mm-hmm. sure that there's a very strong sort of Swiss identity. So I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, to checking it out and reporting yeah, back. Oh, no, definitely. Uh, and, and this is, is it the first time for both of you getting back onto a plane? Yes. Since, oh, that'll, that'll yes. be, that'll be good. I, I have had a lot of people get back on the planes and type. It, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal for, for most. So I, don't, mm-hmm. I think you guys will have a great time. You'll have to try to get a picture of you with a St. Bernard with a little, just uh, dr- drink, drinking from drinking from the bar- drinking straight from the barrel under its. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the photo right there, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, enjoy your trip. Uh, we still got a, a bit more of a show to go through. So before you go on vacation, a story I want to kind of circle around from last week's episode of from our uh, May the Fourth show, and we talked about the two Ewok movies. And they were both made for TV. First, I thought there was only one. And then I realized, oh, my God, there's actually two of them. And that is 1985 and 86's Caravan of Courage in Ewok Adventure and the Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. They made two of them, Curtis. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I was telling you before that I don't think I've, I've ever watched them. I was aware yeah. of them. I remember the commercials and thinking I'd like to watch them, but not being sure and then not watching them. Well, well, the description here is George Lucas had allowed Star Wars Universe to be produced for television in 1978 with the Star Wars Holiday Special, which mm. proved to be a big embarrassment. So this is actually these two movies are actually endorsed and executive produced by Lucas himself. That's right. <laughs> Right. So, so the first one is kind of uh, maybe not Swiss Family Robinson, but a family crash lands on the moon of Endor, where the our Ewok friends are. The two kids are separated by their parents, and the Ewoks help them find their parents, and wackiness ensues. No one of big note, other than uh, Warwick, is plays Wicket. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burl Ives is the narrator. Oh yeah, I I wonder I wonder if he's actually like comes out as an Ewok and he's like narrating like the like or maybe he comes out like the snowman. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's the frosty the snowman narrator, right? Or uh, no, uh, 
uh, Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rudolph. Reindeer. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's basically Goonies, I guess. It's like two kids on an adventure with the Ewoks. One of the kids, though, the older brother, he looks a lot like Hamill. Yeah. I, I don't know if that that's what something that... Because uh, I'm sure all of the other guys, like why he wanted to do... Why he wanted to focus on the Ewoks and not any have any of the core characters in the movie is kind of weird, I guess, because it obviously doesn't feel like Star Wars. And the Ewoks talk, right? They have like kind of broken English because I guess they realized they couldn't carry the movie with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, made for TV. So Ewoks, Battle for Endor, the, I think the, they don't exactly leave the planet, but I think the one kid is left to go on the adventure on themselves and they find other humanoids Primarily a character uh, played by Wilford Brimley. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the great Wilford Brimley. So he plays like this old hermit, and he's got some kind of speedy companion, like he's another furry creature that can run very quickly, like the Flash quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so in the in the trailers that I saw, like he's kind of like a, like a bit of a bumbling, like a bumbling mechanic type of guy, it looks like. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 oh sorry I, I i shouldn't be so mean to the other cast so besides wilford brimley the father is played by paul gleason who probably best known for the teacher or is he the principal in the breakfast club or the only oh, yeah. adult yeah okay huh. uh he was the principal right oh i should i probably should know this right I think he's the principal. Yeah. He is the principal. Yeah. Yeah. What one of two adults I guess are in the movie, right? Besides the janitor. Oh, right. Uh, everyone yeah, else yeah. is everyone else is a teenager, but I think our quest, Curtis, is to try to find these two <laughs> on some playable format and oh, see if yeah. we can see if we can endure uh, all of this. Wilfred Brimley, during that time, like Cocoon came out that same year. So it's, Oh yeah, he was a busy man. He's a busy man. And yeah. uh, it's like you were saying before, like uh, he must have agreed to do this before <laughs> before the success of Cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is that both of them don't feel like Star Wars. The second one feels more like a sequel to Willow because there's like this witch and it has a lot more witchcraft. Um, the one interesting callback or call forward or thing one legacy thing that comes out of that movie and it's not wilford brimley's character nor is it the speedy furry guy is the creature it is called the blurg you'll probably remember that from season one mandalorian Mm -hmm. where he has to learn how to ride one yeah of all things they 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 plucked this creature that was in ewok battle for endor and put it into the mandalorian (laughs) That's pretty amazing. I would. I didn't. I didn't realize that until you mentioned it. It's. It's like. That's it's totally that's, the creature. That's quite the Easter egg. Like you know, if you watch the Mandalorian and you remember, you know, Battle for Endor and and the Blurg, like that is the ultimate. Like I, I bow to that level of Star Wars knowledge. I do not have that level of Star Wars knowledge where I can tie in Battle for Endor. <laughs> to modern to, to modern Star Wars broad projects. Well, Curtis, if you worked for if you worked in IT, you 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 maybe maybe none of us are 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 that uh that powerful with the forest. But there you go. Now 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 you know. That's awesome. On to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. So this story, Curtis, is probably like I, I'm sure when you, when you proposed to your uh, lovely Heather, you may have done it in a pretty romantic way, or maybe you, you were at a special place that of that that meant something to both of you. This man decided to do something very interesting. Man proposes to woman at her father's funeral. Pure disrespect. Pure disrespect. That is the best part of that headline. Of the headline? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as the headline says, yeah. It was one one wedding in a funeral or a funeral in a proposal. 
South African pastor is being exonerated online after filming himself proposing to a grieving woman in the middle of her father's funeral. Mere feet from the deceased's coffin. <laughs> you got to see the, the picture. It, it just, the picture is it's so awkward. <laughs> so awkward. Now, the question is, did she say yes? I don't know. What <laughs> <criticism it> <laughs> does it really matter? <laughs> One of the criticisms I'm seeing was timing is off. That is like, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. Yeah, you know what? You could have picked maybe a better time. Well, the clip like, ends with the pastor putting the ring on his bride-to-be's finger, which she appears to accept. Now, do you do you sense something afoul here? Because maybe the pastor knew the father and the father like was quite well off. It's possible. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's still just, even in that situation, like maybe, maybe do it, like do the funeral. And then when you go for like hors d'oeuvres afterwards, then do it at the reception. Like, you mean, you mean you know. during, during the finger sandwiches at the church basement? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the time. <laughs> Not if, if you were to do it actually on the day of the funeral. So is this, guy, is this guy too. This guy's conducting the funeral, right? That's right. Yeah. So he has the funeral. So he's got like he's got he's got a. This isn't like a time to multitask. This isn't a Windows situation. Like this is just. No, this is an abuse of power, right? It, 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 yeah, you, you could certainly argue that it's an abuse of power. I mean, like, think, think, think of the, you know, it's bad enough. It's bad enough when people do this at sports stadiums and like, you know, 20,000 people are watching. And if you say no, then you're just like the worst person on earth in front of 20,000 people. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is the same sort of thing. It's like, you know, she's on the spot, you know, it's got a, you know, she's either says no. And then the rest of the funeral is awkward. Or she says yes, but does she really want to, or is she just trying to get the funeral over with? These are these are the questions I have about the whole thing. It's very, very, very singular situation. You don't I see don't, the I, sort of. I, I'm just waiting for them to go on to Mori Povich or something, because you know maybe they'll do a they'll do a story. You you know those those trashy shows are trying to get those two onto the panel of some kind, right? Yeah, or there will be a Netflix movie. Now that Netflix is uh, is losing a bunch of money and doesn't have have enough for as lavish of uh, original programming, this will be the kind of thing that they'll based on a true story. Something in their next story, you thought his career was maybe dead, but no, the man is coming back, and I'm talking about professional wrestler Rick the Nature Boy Flair. Ric Flair is set to return to the ring for the final match of his career. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll believe that when I hear it. The final He's match. 73, Curtis. You, do you know what the funniest part of the story is? I thought that he was 73 10 years ago. <laughs> like I was like, man, he's, he's way younger than I thought. So he's basically doing a show at the Nashville Fairgrounds for Jim Crockett. Right. So he's an, you know, old friends. Maybe he's just doing him yep. a favor. But come on. He's 73. 73 year old Ric Flair do the face plant spot. Um, hmm. I, I don't Can, think he'll be blading. No, he won't be blading. He won't be he, blading. Um, yeah. All he has to do, all he has to do really is he might have to take a couple of small bumps, but really he's just going to be slapping people's chest. Like he's gonna get a guy into the turnbuckle and slap his chest raw, and after he, after every slap he'll go woo, yep. and then and then he'll get him in a figure four leg lock, and that'll be the the whole thing. It'll be great. So in 2017, Flair survived a uh, bowel obstruction, and he had to have like some serious surgery. Wow, and he still he wants to take bumps. Well, <laughs> it, it won't be a it won't be a one on one match, so. They'll put him in a tag, so it looks like it sounds like it's going to be a six-man tag. Okay, so, the, so the, he'll 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 be given time. He'll come out, do his spot, and then the uh, workers yeah. will work. Yeah, I guess he won't be taking any like uh, sort of bumps bumps on his on his arse, like you know. I'll be uh, he'll have to he'll have to do the face plant. 
He's 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 not yeah he's not taking an atomic drop. No. <laughs> Does anyone actually do the atomic drop anymore? Who was the last person to do it? Was it like Alex <laughs> No or someone like? I don't know. I don't think anyone in the modern era has ever done that. I, I would I would have said I would have thought maybe Greg Valentine maybe. Greg the ha- the hammer maybe. It could be. Well, it's fallen out of your favor. It's like the side Russian leg sweep. Oh yeah, exactly. You know what else also is like the side Russian leg sweep? Uh, I was going to say cryptocurrency, but I don't think that's appropriate, but eh, maybe it is. The next headline is about technology. Uh, we follow, we've been following this story for the last couple of weeks. Twitter takeover temporarily on hold, says Elon Musk. So the $44 billion deal has been paused until he gets more information about fake bot accounts. Mm-hmm. So really? This is, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. This is like, where you have to wonder how serious he was to begin with. Maybe well, it still goes through, but right now it's like, if this is like that, like that's not saying I'm not sure about my takeover of McDonald's until I, until you can prove to me that there's milk in the milkshake. Hmm. You know that there's not, you know that there's not. Well, this is the, that's the thing about Elon, right? Is he tweets this out. And the stock drops. So, you know, whether or not he's trying to play a game to get a better value, better deal on 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 the on the buyout, um, who knows? Oh, yeah. oh, oh mar- market manipulation musky at yep. it again. Yep. Now, obviously, he can't necessarily like there is a penalty for backing out of the deal at this point in time. I think the I think it's like a four billion dollar exit fee. Curtis, four billion dollar exit fee. Drop in the bucket. <laughs> oh, but a lot of stories about technology this week. Uh, on top of Elon, which we like to talk about, our our, our wacky friend, you know, cryptocurrency back on the uh, back on the headlines mm-hmm. for for a lot of them going through this huge crash as everyone's pumping and dumping them. Yeah, that's right. Um, the one that I, I was reading about, because uh, it was one that seemed to come up on on Twitter all the time when you know people were were you know with the hashtag crypto crash or whatever was the uh, the the Luna this Luna coin mm. started by this uh, South Korean um, Stanford graduate Do Kwon, thirty years old. Pretty young to you know, I'm not, and uh, already I guess probably a millionaire or billionaire. Um, and uh, he, uh, yeah, he made this this coin. He promoted it by you know, sort of like engaging in dude bro crypto behavior on Twitter and got these followings that he called lunatics. <laughs> and um, people invested pretty heavily in it, including like you know some reputable investment firms. Um, the and I don't know anything about this, but Larry, like Larry, you know I'm not knowledgeable on cryptocurrencies. I'm not knowledgeable on currencies in general. I don't have a mind for business. But when I read about this, what he did was he had this this high risk coin and then he tied it to his own stable coin as they call it now the stable coin is usually they mentioned one that's popular called tether because it's actually tethered to 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 something tangible like the US dollar or some kind of currency or some or some kind of you know valuable metal or something but this wasn't tethered to anything and they just they just they just they just kind of like they, they it was it was backed it was backed by the luna coin which was a which was a high risk cryptocurrency and somebody was quoted in 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 this article it's a new york times article about this guy and and how he caused like a 40 billion dollar crash in the crypto market with this idiocy 
And they said that this is a terrible idea and it's going to result in a death spiral. And that is precisely what happened. <laughs> and you don't even have to know anything about this to know that you that that, that was going to happen. Ponzi scheme in the digital uh, world, Curtis. That's all it is. It's it's nuts. And, and like just the figures, like the staggering figures they're talking about. Um. I, I don't know. I still don't I still don't understand this. I still think like there's so much money out there that's being <laughs> that's being wasted on like digital digital pictures of a camel smoking a, a, a marijuana cigarette or whatever. <laughs> while people are starving, you know, like I just <laughs> it's, it's just aliens one day are going to excavate like the ruins of our society and they're going to just laugh so hard at some of this shit. And they'll say, oh, my God, I can't believe you know, steak, snake oil salesmen still exist. It's all about creating the hype for it, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, I. That's why I find it funny because right now we, we're in the uh, middle of a provincial election. Oh, by the way, have you been playing uh, Fordal still? Oh, you know what? I haven't played today's. Oh, okay. Uh, but there's also a... An, a leadership run for the conservative party of Canada at the federal level. And like, I think Polyev decided that he wants to kind of get the younger hip vote and tried to do some type of endorsement for the Canadian government to do some type of embracing crypto. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. And then like you hear of this stuff happening, it's like, <laughs> uh, excuse me, you want, you want what? <laughs> No, there was, there was one of those one of the, one of the Central American countries. Uh, I want to say it's El Salvador tried to hitch their currency to 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 crypto. I don't know if it was Bitcoin, some kind of cryptocurrency, and they and and they've been hit hard by this crash. Like it's just it's just such a <laughs> such a terrible idea. It's fine, you know what? Like if you. Like if you, if Pierre Polyev himself wants to like put some of his life savings into some Ethereum or whatever and take his chances, whatever. But like I don't, I don't, I don't want to put in tax taxpayers' money into that. <laughs> Come on, Curtis, you you don't want him to take it to the horse races, the off or or the sports gambling apps now that exists. <laughs> yeah, just put it all on the Leafs. They're due. It's like it's like betting against the Harlem Globetrotters. That's right. I thought the generals were due. Oh, and this final story in our our technology roundup: angry IT admin jailed after attempting to teach employees harsh lessons. So this IT guy, I think he was a DBA, Han Bing, who worked for a Chinese real estate brokerage company reportedly went into the company's financial system and deleted everything. Mm -hmm. Four servers were destroyed and none of them could be recovered, leaving the company's operations at a standstill and employees without pay for an extended period of time. I bet this guy knew of the Mandalorian creature that was pulled from (laughs) Ewok Battle for Endor. (laughs) The Borg. uh, Yeah, I think so. And and apparently he did this because he... uh, he felt undervalued at work after raising concerns about the security of the financial system. Um, and so I guess to prove a point, he <laughs> destroyed it. Hey. Don't mess with your IT guys. Appreciate them. Because yeah, they can they can they can hurt you. They they're also an unstable bunch. Don't, yeah. don't don't be don't, don't remember don't. these guys can tie the Mandalorian to the Battle of Endor. There you go, They're Curtis. Capable of anything. There's our get rich scheme. When you're in Switzerland, I want you to start a cryptocurrency. We will name it after the Blurg. In fact, we should have the 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 Blurg on our actual coin. Well, you know, it's interesting because Switzerland's the place to do it. Um they're, yeah, they're neutral. I've been reading about this place called uh, a town called Zug, which is just very close to where we're staying, and it is uh, it's a cryptocurrency hotbed. Because <laughs> I guess Switzerland go. up to and maybe uh, up until recently, I think maybe still had very 
lax regulations when it came to cryptocurrencies. Then, so that would be the place to start it. The, I, uh, I think so. The yeah. the, the blurg. The blurg. The blurg, it's, blurg coin. It's, blurg coin. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not really a T Rex. <laughs> it's not really a kangaroo. It's it's a blurg. Yeah, it's got elements of both. Elements of both. Oh, and before we shut uh, sign off today, did you see the She Hulk trailer? Or sorry, I should say the entire title: She Hulk Attorney at Law. She Hulk trailer. Attorney at Law. Not to be confused with Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. But, oh my God, Curtis, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Marvel's Harvey Birdman. I think so. Uh, I did did see it, and uh, yeah, it was... I couldn't get over how weird she did look as She-Hulk, like very CG. Um, It's the hair. Yeah. No No matter what, CG hair is going to be a tough one because you can't render every single individual strand they could get away with it with banner hulk because the hair is not long yeah it's like yeah it's sort of like but a bridge cut type thing exactly and 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 it doesn't move right like yeah. hulk's hair does not move but when you have like the flowing locks that she hulk has yeah that, that i think that's been the one thing that every point everyone pointed out was uh oh but yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that trailer was also put together before they did the you know super final touches on it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking that it'll look a little bit better when I also thought like just, uh, just like her face looked very like compared to sort of like what we've seen from like the, the Hulk in you know Endgame where. You know, he's got like it's the Mark Ruffalo Hulk or whatever. You know, her because she's supposed to be at that same level where she's, you know, she's still Jennifer Walters. She's just a little yeah. bit gamma infused, and she just looked a little bit weird. But um, as far as like the show, it looks like it's going to be pretty funny, actually. Yeah, um, uh, we saw Tim Roth. So Tim Roth as Abomination. Abomination, yeah. And, and yeah. Tim Roth himself is actually in the uh, in the trailer. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think you know Marvel taking chances. Let's just do something completely out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> completely kind of wacky. Yeah, yeah. Like I think if they if it's like sort of focusing more on her on on her litigating skills. And less on her punching things. Yeah. There'll be some of that, surely. But I'd like to see if it's like sort of like a, 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 a sort of like lawyer, a law, a law firm drama in the Marvel universe. That would be pretty cool. Well, that's why I was making a correlation with Harvey Birdman. I want each episode her either defending or prosecuting a different superhuman. Yeah, absolutely. Honor, I'd like to I'd like to call Lizard Man to the stand. <laughs> the Gal- it'll be like the Galactus, uh, you know, he'll 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 uh, he'll, he'll be charged with uh, violating the uh, all you can eat worlds policy. Yeah, and she'll be and, like, and- "This seemed like the actions of a man who had all he could eat." <laughs> And also, I think they show bits and pieces of it. You also want to see like her after work. Mm-hmm. That's right. right? Yeah. So, so I, I think I think I'm with you. I, I I want to see that show and not necessarily her fighting crime. But she she kind of mentions that right in the trailer. She goes, mm-hmm. "I'm not a superhero. I'm I'm a lawyer." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She did mention that. She does mention that. And yeah, there's a kind of that funny sort of a funny scene of her like tinder yeah yeah Yeah, it looks like it'll be fun yeah i think i think like some idiots online called it uh woke nonsense and uh but that isn't that the latest term that people want to drop left right and center anyways yeah i i i I was on i was just going to my email and then like i still use my yahoo email because like i'm an old man who's incapable of getting like a new email account so you have to go through the news portal sometimes, or I like to go and check it out. And uh, that was one of the headlines was, you know, s- somebody, I forget who, responds to, 
you know, accusations that the She-Hulk TV show is woke nonsense. And I was like, of course, people are going to say that. Like anything that that stars a that stars a female character in the Marvel universe is going to be considered woke nonsense. They said the same thing about Captain Marvel. Yep. Like, go, don't give these don't give these people oxygen. Go back underneath the bridge where you came from, troll. Yeah. Well, that ends off another episode. Thank you for listening. You can catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and Amazon Music. On the platforms that you can give us a rating and or comment, please do. It will help people find our little podcast. Curtis, any last words? Uh, I'm going to go and I think do a deep dive on Canada, CanCon, rock and pop music from 1990 to 1996. There was some good stuff. Mm. This Juno conversation kind of got me into it. Can I uh, suggest a band? You probably know them. Uh, I don't know how many albums they have. Uh, good old uh, Trouble Charger. Yeah, Trouble Charger. Yeah, uh, uh, Greg Norrie and the and the lads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were a good band. Yeah, maybe maybe Mad- revisit the odds. Certainly, uh, odds. Um, yeah, we did, we uh, we were we were going to talk, but we've run out of time. But the uh, the new kids in the hall. Uh, uh, show and the uh, and the odds had that uh, song heterosexual man that has the the kids in the hall in the video, um, but uh, we that well, we could be... talk about we could talk about the new kids in a hall show in the next episode because I I have yet to see it so I I think yeah. it would be good for us to kind of both watch it and then kind of see what both of us think because yeah kids in a hall it's it's an interesting one because I think people had some different reactions to the new kids in the hall. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Not remembering what kids in the hall were really, really like. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It'll be, um, it'll be interesting to talk about it. Um, Yeah. It's I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your opinion. It's, 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 uh, it's out there. Enjoy your vacation, Curtis. Well-deserved safe flight. Remember the photo of the St. Bernard, with the little barrel of alcohol. Yeah, and me drinking all of it. With the, with the, with while 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 eating a Toblerone or something. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Toblerone. And, and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home. <laughs>